Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast for Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. That's right. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Marshall Macaluso. Everyone, mark your calendars. Buy me something on Saturday. It's my 20th birthday. That's right. Probably one of the lamest birthdays there is. I don't know. My 20th is a lot better than I thought it would be. That's I think true. it'll be. And That's you got true. a soccer game, too. So he's going to be sporting so the school and club win. soccer. Yeah. Repping against Wheaton College. But yes, it's Thursday. Start of October. Best month of the year. Fall's kicking in. Like Hockey eight. season started last yeah. night. The wild card game was last oh, night. Yeah. Football season's in full swing. We got Seattle and the Rams tonight, which you'll probably know the score of that game afterwards. But I uh, predict it'll be a very good game. But yes. we had some big news drop. Earlier this week, that I want to start off with, on Monday around uh, 8 a.m., uh, news broke that the California governor Gavin Newsom signed into law a historic bill that would allow college athletes in the state of California to profit off their name, image, and likeness and sign endorsement deals despite Ooh. NCAA rules forbidding them to. And in a masterstroke of political theatrics, he signed the bill on HBO's The Shop. So, That's kind of funny. With its stars. The one and only LeBron James. So that bill was signed in a barbershop on TV. So good for him. This is actually funny that this happened because we talked about this last year around the time Zion Williamson, he was playing um, uh, North Carolina in a big yes. basketball game in the regular season, and he blew out his shoe, and he there was like, oh, my, he might miss the regular season. And Marshall's having a rant like, hey, this guy's worth a lot of money. He's not getting paid. So here's a clip of us talking about this because it's funny the uh, conclusion that uh, one of us came up with and what happened here. Say people always use up the argument of like, oh, like it's gonna it's such a hard system. Like how do we figure out who gets paid what? We have so many smart people in this world. We can figure something out. Well, okay, I, on that, I do agree with you. They they should be allowed to market their, pl- their themselves. I think that solves it. Or do advertisements or sell their autographs if they're popular. They should be able to just do that. But if you're paying all the players like. Women's basketball or women's soccer okay, or women's tennis or men's tennis that doesn't make any money, they should not be getting paid. But then, like, how, who's getting paid? Who's not? Exactly. It should be, you should be able to market yourself or, like, ad, if people want to advertise you, then, well, uh, yeah. Basically, my point is... is so, essentially, the NCAA did exactly what I, I want. I think it's a perfect solution. Now, what Marshall was saying with the athletes getting paid, it sounds great in theory, and I, I don't think it's a bad idea. The problem with it is most schools are not making money off of their football or basketball like Bradley. teams. Bradley basketball. Basketball yeah. is the number one revenue-producing uh, revenue sport, but Bradley is losing money on their basketball team. Yep. So now you're going to pay those guys, and you're going to say, oh, the female athletes can't get paid or they can't get paid as much, which violates the title line of the Constitution so in the Equal Rights Act there. So th- that's where you run into some problems there. So I think the what California came up with was a, a great idea, you know, to make money off your likeness. Now, there's some opposed to this, and most naturally is the NCAA who said um, in a statement that it'll ring chaos to college sports and make unattainable goal of providing a fair and level playing field. Well, I got news for you there. Do you really think that Alabama playing the Citadel on Saturday afternoon is a fair and level playing field? No. And Miami of Ohio, coach, he said this the other day after they got beat down by Ohio State. It was actually before the game, and he said, it's like playing in gym class, and they get the first 85 picks, and you get what's left. Like, it's, yeah. it's not an evil, even a level playing field. Like, Alabama's got better facilities. They're, they're, they're going to have the competitive advantage. So that argument has some holes in it. The other argument they have is, well, it leads to professionalization of college sports. 
Well, that's another stupid argument because Nick Saban is the highest paid man in the state of Alabama. These college coaches are making millions of dollars. The athletic programs at Ohio State and Texas A&M, for example, brought in north of $200 million in revenue during their 2018 fiscal year. College sports are already professionalized, and allowing players to sign endorsement deals is not going to damage the supposed purity of amateur sports. And look at example, the Olympics. In 1980, a bunch of people were mad. Hey, you know what? These should be amateurs. We shouldn't be letting professionals in. And look at the Olympics today. Are you still watching the Olympics even though it's not college kids and amateurs? Yeah, you are. Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt are very entertaining, and they're doing pretty well for themselves. It didn't damage the sport at all. And unlike the Olympics, college football offers Saturday tailgates, which attract enthusiasts under any state compensation law. At 11 a.m., beer and sausage will still taste good to some toothless townie in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> even if the starting linebacker is stars in the local Toyota ad. You're still going to watch either way if the guys are getting played or not. Another argument the NCAA had uh, is that the law was unconstitutional. Well, no federal law prevents college athletes from receiving endorsement deals, and the state law violates no federal statute. A law that offers economic benefits to subset a population doesn't seem to violate any inalienable rights. God damn, I sound smart, but I was clearly reading that off some research I did. But either way, <laughs> sounds like a lawyer. It's not unconstitutional. There's, as of right now, that argument is BS too. Um, and finally, another thing that the NCAA said. Well, two, the last two arguments was. The NCAA is saying, well, you know what? If you're going to do this uh, and we're not supervising it, you're not going to be competing, which I find very hard to believe. You're not going to let USC compete. You're not going to let UCLA compete. Mm -hmm. These are some big schools that make a lot of money Stanford. for you. Stanford. Yeah. Half the, the, uh, California is not just a state. It's almost like a mini country there. Exactly. It is huge. That, that's a bluff. If I've ever yeah. seen one, that's not going to happen. And finally, and this one I actually think was a pretty fair argument. Pat Fitzgerald uh, and what he was talking about it, what he thought of it, and he's like, well, I hope it's not just for like football and basketball effects, which is fair. And even though the law says nothing against only football and basketball, people can get paid. It's reasonable to assume they make the most money, they're going to be getting the most endorsement deals. So, you know, yeah. these small sports, like women's sports in particular, you know, they might not be as fair for them. But so while a star quarterback for like UCLA or USC may profit the most under this, um, uh, their image and likeness, a female athletes are afforded fewer opportunities uh, to make substantial money in the pros. Like WNBA players, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't name it. Like they, they're not, they're not as popular. Sue Bird. There you go. <laughs> but in college, a lot of these sports, like volleyball, for example, a lot more popular. Um, college is a spotlight where like you can get on women's sports that they're not really afforded in the pros. Like for example, former UCLA gym, uh, gymnast uh, Kathleen Ohashi. Am I saying that right? Probably not. She had a floor exercise routine that went viral uh, and attracted over 64 yep. million YouTube viewers. She had like a perfect 10 on it. I saw it. It was like, it was very entertaining. And you're telling me 64 million YouTube viewers, you're not going to be able to generate some revenue from that? You definitely could. Even in like a local town here like in uh, Peoria or like a smaller school like that. Nebraska, for example, their volleyball team is tremendous. They're number one in the country. These athletes, they, they can still make some money and benefit off of it. So that is what I think of it. And I think the other states that aren't going to follow along, because a lot of states are lining up, they will. South Carolina said they're going to. Ohio said yeah. they will. And the ones that don't, you don't think you're not going to have a recruiting disadvantage if these other states are paying players and you're not? Yeah. I mean, I, you better jump on the bandwagon. That, that's my thoughts yeah. on the whole thing. Yeah. What, I, what do you think? I totally agree. I was I was beyond happy when I saw this, uh, this bill go through because I, I, I talked about it. Like you're saying in that rant where it's like, man, we should be able to figure something out so that these guys want to – 
want to stay. And it's interesting, and I love, or I hate that I have to say this, but there was one person who recently, uh, when this was kind of first introduced, that they were considering it, um, it was Mr. Tim Tebow. I uh, love him, Broncos legend for that game against the Steelers. But he had a, he had a he had a segment on first take um, that I'm gonna play real quick, and he was very not a fan of this proposed law. So I'll play it. Support my team, support my college, support my university. That's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from us, from we, from my university, from being an alumni where I care, which makes college football and college sports special, to then, okay, it's not about us, it's not about we, it's just about me. And yes, I know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us, but we're just adding and piling it onto that. Mm. We're changing. Okay, Tim, I... I understand he kind of sounds like a 40 year old guy who are like kids these days on their phones stuff like that where Tim I and I don't want to throw this term around lightly because it's kind of a joke and people use it too much but Tim Tebow and I hate to say this, he's kind of the definition of white privilege where it's not even like it's not, racist not a thing but he's just a very popular quarterback he kind he had one not very good year, but the whole Tebow time thing hit. He was on the practice squad for like the Jets and the Patriots, uh, and then he goes to baseball, stinking it up there. He's double, triple A, and he can get a like Tim Tebow will remain relevant just because of his college years. Exactly. Whereas you get a you know you get an Alabama or not even Alabama University of South Carolina linebacker who tears ACL junior year, tries to make it to the pros, can't get it, and now he's like, dang, I wasted four years of college where I could have been getting a degree, and I'm gonna go what sell used cars or something like that. There are so many players who, unfortunately speaking, this four-year span is kind of all they got because it's very hard to make into the pros, and it's where you, you're seeing with the NFL players, they're trying to get as much money as they can because football is brutal, and the college players now have to, they have to do the same. And I think also the argument, like this, is kind of a win-win for me because if you think about it, now college players won't want to just ditch college sports and go pro because of the money. If Zion can get paid and he truly like has this love for the game, uh, love for college sports that everyone keeps talking about, then he can get paid while playing college sports and fans of college sports will see these athletes stick around longer instead of just, oh, one amazing year and boom, I'm, I'm out to the draft. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think that this was like this is an easy one to do, and because look, it's not like if if you're not a famous college athlete, this really isn't gonna affect you, really. I mean, besides the guys who can really market themselves, uh, kind of in the in the south, like this, this, I don't I don't think this will have as big of an effect on the total sphere of college sports as people are making it out to be. I, I totally but I agree. think that's a good thing. It's like the 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 famous the the Tua's, uh, Clemson quarterback. Long blonde hair, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Like those guys will be able to get in their ads. They can sell autographs. Heisman winners can do that. But I mean, not everyone's going to be able to benefit from this. I mean, the same with yeah. basketball. You have the famous guys, but I mean, you even look at some of the championship winning teams. There are a lot of role players that aren't very popular, and mm. they're not going to be affected by this. And for them, I mean, you could have things like, oh, meet the USC offensive line at the tournament, yeah. and people are going to come to that. Like, yeah, I, I keep going back to Nebraska, but like. In Nebraska, like th- that's all they care about is football. There's a yeah. guy that came in and he was like a walk on. No one ever heard of him. He's out to dinner and like a, someone recognized him. Yeah, and he hadn't played a game yet. So like these some of these like schools and colleges, I think the, the college sports is like all they have. So it's like big yeah. there. Well, some of these guys will be able to benefit. 
Um, but like you said, I don't think it'll affect the scope yeah. as these as much as these people think, and it's not going to be implemented until 2023. Yeah. So there's still some time. Really, it's not going to. This bill is going to affect like middle schoolers right now, and yeah. like it's not going to affect anyone that's in there now. So there's plenty yeah. of time to still All, straighten this stuff out. Also, for the NCAA's, uh, the uh, uh, their argument. This is literally like, oh dang, we can't, we don't have complete control over that's these exactly players. That, that's exactly what it is. That's all it is. That is 100%. all it is. This is like, because like I said, like college players will want to stay more, and also won't be like, I just want to go to Bama or North Carolina for basketball. And that's why or, they're saying like, yeah. oh, well, we'll review this and see yeah. now that they can't. And it's exactly why oh, we want, can't get our way. We want to make it look like yeah, we exactly. have complete control. I mean, control. there was there's a there's a story about it, a bit of the USF. Uh, I believe this was two years ago, uh, and it was like it wasn't sports news, but it was YouTube news because there was this Uni- University of Southern Florida kicker who had just had like a YouTube channel, like mm. vlogging and stuff like that, and he kind of had like I mean, he's on the football team, he's the kicker, so he's like has stuff in it where he's with the football team, and he was making he was making money off of his YouTube channel, but because it had like NCAA apparel in it and stuff like that, um, the university basically was like you can keep the channel. Um, and you're done with the football team, or you can continue playing football here, and you can delete this channel. And yeah. the dude was like, well, I'm making money off this YouTube channel, but I'm kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place. Even the reason I ranted about, uh, not only was it the Zion, but back in the old episode that we just played, but there was um, the University of Maryland lineman who died. Yeah. They were trying to have a fundraiser for him, but because they're college athletes, they weren't able, like, because they would be raising yeah. money, which is against the rules and it's like man like some of the some of the stories you hear out of college sports are kind of brutal when it comes to players being controlled by the universities and the NCAA and the NCAA wants to keep it like that so they have a total they have total control over all these players and it, that's clearly what it is they can, they can say oh the sport you know love of the game it's about me and not mm-hmm. about we no 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 it's about dollar signs and the NCAA wanting totally. to keep all of it and the NCAA they still get like one of the things in the bill is if you're getting sponsorship, say Under Armour wants to sponsor you, but your school is sponsored by Nike, you cannot take the Under Armour sponsorship. Yeah. So there's like restrictions to it too that are NCAA friendly, and it's still like you said, it's absolutely they want 100 percent of the control mm-hmm. and all the profit. It's really it's really not fair because and they use the term student athlete a lot, but like a lot of these guys, they're not going there for sports. And I say this all the time, like you know they're coming there to play football and, and they're, they're taking Swahili for bit yeah they're playing like they're, they're taking Swahili for beginners they're not taking actual classes you're not yeah. getting that education out of there mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are underprivileged from communities and stuff they're using the NCAA as a way to get like out and yeah, like make, make it a pro yeah. and like this provides them to make a little bit of extra money while you're putting your body on the line for exactly. these schools so exactly um yeah good good talk good talk good talk moving on um we'll see how that affects uh, yes. people in the future we'll definitely keep updated if any other developing stuff breaks from that but yeah the, uh, AL wild card game was yes, last sir. night in the uh, NL wild card game was the day before the Nationals stunning comeback that would ended up that was that one. I I love you love to see it because I mean for me Cubs Brewers you know um, I'm I'm much more dislike the Cardinals than the Brewers uh, but Josh Hader is a total scumbag racist piece of something yes. and I love seeing him implode <laughs> on the mound. For those of you that did not watch the game, the Brewers are winning 3-1. to one For the majority of the game, actually. Um, and then the 8th inning, uh, Josh Hader came in who's their lockdown guy and the Brewers, they really managed it the way they wanted it to because Brewers are, are, Hader's their lockdown guy. Yeah. Um, so they bring him in in the 8th inning. High heat. And he proceeds to implode. He loads the bases. There's a base hit by Juan Soto, the right fielder. 
uh, misplays it. All the runs score, and the Nationals took the lead, and they held on to it. It was a it was a great game, and I agree, he got what was coming to him there. Yeah. Um, yep. Now for the bigger implications of this for the Nationals, they use Max Scherzer as their starter, and they also use Steven Strasburg because they do not trust that bullpen. Yep. Now you're rolling in there against the Dodgers, who are the best team in the NL by far. And your two pitchers you can't use uh, your first Corbin, game. I believe. You're going to use Corbin game one. You clearly don't trust your bullpen, though. You're going to run Scherzer out on short rest. Strasburg was just used. Those arms are going to be taxed. I Cody don't see a bright a future for that one. I think that series could be over quickly. Yeah. We'll see, though. I, I will mean, say for the Nationals, it's kind of like the fact that they won that, that was kind of like you reached your ceiling, feel good about your season. Um because I, I mean, I mean that was kind of like the Cubs uh, when we beat the Nationals in that tough series, mm-hmm. and then lost to the Dodgers. It was like, yeah, we kind of got we got smacked around in our final series, but like I'm happy with the season went because I mean these guys, the whole saga, they lose Bryce Harper, and they ended up being better without exactly. Bryce Harper. Exactly, they got young Juan Soto is an amazing 20 year old. Uh, he's going to be a huge name in the future, uh, and they can say, you know what, with all the young talent, everything that went down. Uh, we we had a good season. We can be happy with how right. it ended. Yeah, and so then the Nationals. A wild card game. Uh, the A's were playing Tampa Bay, and I actually thought this would be a very good matchup. But it usually goes the one you think is going to be good Boring. ended up stinking. And Marshall actually made a good point before the podcast. So like the casual baseball fan, there was not a whole lot of star power in there. And there's like, why am I watching this? Yeah. I can't name five players yeah. in the Tampa Bay Rays. It ended up uh, Yaz Diaz hit two home runs. The former White Sox, Avi Garcia, hit a home run. And I believe Tommy Pham hit the other home run as a home run fest. The A's had a chance in the first inning. They had the bases loaded. Could not score. And that was kind of like, well, yeah, that, that's yeah. their chance. And it was ne- it was never really close. Yeah, I think more so in this series, the Rays are going to get steamrolled by the Astros. They just yeah. have a lot more talent there. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That and happen. going off the baseball, um, I love October baseball, um, but the MLB, I, if you ask me, has a little bit of a problem on their hands where if you're looking at the stats, they lost a million fans going back from last year, and they have been on a 12-year skid uh, where they keep dropping and dropping and dropping. Mm-hmm. And I think what it has to do is that we, I mean, the A's and the Rays playing. The A's have the 24th... Uh, 24th best attendance, so the what seventh worst, and the Tampa Bay, the only team that they beat when it comes to attendance numbers was Miami. They were 29th, and you look at it. I mean, they had a million hundred and seventy thousand. The Dodgers had four million. It's not. It's like, and I I don't know what it is, but like the talent here. I think it might be the market. They might have. It's to definitely switch a small market. Yeah. yeah, the markets have to switch around. I mean, especially with California. I mean, even the Dodgers, like, they haven't retained relevancy for a huge long period. And you have all these other teams. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't have a solution for the MLB, but, like, something, it, it, it's just tough to see that, like, you're, I mean, wild card is supposed to be super exciting. Yeah. And so one game comes down to the season, and you got these two boring teams playing. And you got you got a bunch of stars on boring teams, and you got these, like, Small market teams who kind of fit together talent and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't. This might be just a one year thing, but I think especially with. I mean, Tim Anderson said it. You know, baseball is boring and it's becoming boring. And that I think I don't know if it's rules, celebrations, something. But and they've been trying with like the players' weekend nickname stuff. But 
MLB, it, you just you hate to see it last night where it was just two irrelevant franchises playing in a big time game. As a diehard baseball fan, I actually was looking forward to the A's Rays matchup just from a baseball perspective. Like I think it's really interesting. Two smart small market teams going yeah. at. It. I think they're built similarly. I thought it'd be a good game, but I, I agree. As a casual fan. Not a whole lot of star power on either one of those teams. Oakland's playing on a football field. Exactly. And then uh, Tampa Bay plays in one of the worst stadiums, if not the worst stadium in the MLB. There's talks of them moving. they got the lowest attendance in the MLB, despite having a pretty good team down there. So, uh, yeah, they do have a little bit of a problem, but... Something's got to budge, but, you know, good, good... And that's the thing where it's hard because you want to see, like, like you said, like, oh, like the A's, like, kind of, like, came out of nowhere. Rays kind of came out of nowhere. They put some talent together. And it's, like, it's a cool baseball story, but, like... Trying to trying to make money off this, trying to profit, and they are not the teams that are going to do it. For I will say this from the baseball standpoint: the the Brewers Nationals game was why you watch postseason baseball. Yeah, that was fantastic. Like the drama that comes with every pitch, because like momentum like builds, like the the tension that comes on like each pitch. And people are like, oh, well, there's not a whole lot of action between it. I, th- I think part of the drama is, like, waiting for him to step. They stand in the box or whatever. Like, I ask to look at the signs. And you're, like, waiting for the play to happen. And, like, more momentum, more momentum. Then there's a ball. And it's like, oh, he's got one no count. And, like, the suspense builds on yeah. each pitch in the postseason. So I, I do that – is do, that is why I like uh, playoff baseball so much. Uh, moving on to the NFL, like we said, the Rams-Seahawks play tonight. You'll probably know the score of that game. When you listen to this, yes. Sir. Um, looking at some of the matchups though this week, we got a couple interesting ones. I yes. think the first one that really stands out to me is the Browns, who are now in first place in their division at two and two, playing the three and oh 49ers on Monday night. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb was Nick Chubb was the real star of that Browns. They beat down on the Ravens last week in a game. I actually, I thought the Ravens were going to win. I thought they were the best team in the division, and they got smoked forty to twenty five. Yeah, and Forty Niners coming off a bye. What, what do you think? Uh, any, any about that game or any any matchups in general? Um, you like super looking forward to the Broncos getting humiliated by the Chargers. That will be fun. I gotta say this: <laughs> the Broncos are the boringest team. In football, I That's think. That's false. The Redskins? You think we're more boring than the Redskins? They are Dwayne Haskins, though, where I'm intrigued, at least. Where the Broncos, you got an old no, quarterback. No, You no. have a defense that's coached by Vic Fangio, and they got no turnovers their first three weeks and I no would, sacks. No, I would argue, like, the Broncos aren't much. I think the Bengals are the worst. Bengals, Bengals are more boring. Bengals, yeah, Falcons, okay. And Titans are all three teams where we've seen their shtick before. And I, know, I would argue the Titans are more interesting because they're winning games. The Falcons are interesting. you got star power there, at least. Now, the but Falcons, I will say same this. Old, same old. Every year, I do think they're going to be good. And I actually had them winning the division that first podcast. Yeah. But now they got all these injuries, and they're very much and under the same with, same with both these teams, where they like win games, where it's like, Matt, uh, Matt but you there's reasons so to tune in. There's, there's reasons to tune into those, where it's like, why am I watching the Broncos this week? They've had entertaining games. They have. Do entertaining game? I mean, yeah. No, I mean, Drew Locke. I, I do feel bad for Joe Flacco. I feel so bad. Yeah. And, and this, he's not a guy I tune in to watch. Like, yeah. oh, let's go watch Joe Flacco. But he has done his job yeah. as a quarterback two yeah. games now, and yeah. the defense little, is not helping out. I had a little Twitter storm because Nick Wright said, and sorry we're talking about the Broncos, but I'll keep it quick. But Nick Wright said, because the, the Broncos played the Jaguars and lost in heartbreaking fashion as they kicked the game away. To field. Gardner Minshew, who looks like a porn star, which yeah, should well, not happen. He's kind of cool. He's kind of a cool guy. Cool. But then Nick Wright said uh, that Gardner Minshew has been better, is currently better than Joe Flacco's been in the past five years. 
I'm like, they just went head-to-head and Joe Flacco performed better. The dude had 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Jaguars. And he had a he had a go ahead drive where he rolled down the field and put him up there up down by six and no, put him up by not, one. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Flacco. I'm like that's the, on that the hate, and this is not even in defense of the Broncos. This is in defense of Joe Flacco, the quarterback. Because I mean, the dude is eighth in QBR so far this year. Mm. I mean, you look at the the Bears, the Bears Vikings, the Bears defense looked insane. Kirk Cousins could. I mean, there was a point where I was like, have they got it past the yard line yet? And Joe Flacco, they said, hey, we need. You got you got like two minutes on the clock. We need you to go down the field, score a touchdown, and get a two point conversion to go up by one. And he did exactly that. Yeah. I mean, the dude's played out. That's actually you know? a good transition. The Vikings play the Giants this week, and the Vikings are a real big story because, uh, as you ooh. said, Kirk Cousins, who's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, didn't have a particularly good game, and Adam Thielen called him out afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes like, you gotta go to throw the ball downfield. Yeah, he didn't use him by name, but everyone knew who he was talking about. Uh-huh. And now to add drama to the story. Stephon Diggs, one of his other receivers, didn't show up to practice. Then he started liking a bunch of Patriots tweets and yeah. stuff on, or not tweets, I should say, photos on Instagram and players on Instagram. He started liking their stuff, which is like raised a lot of eyebrows. And Kirk then Cousins, they got a problem. Earlier there. today, they were asking him about trade rumors, and he said, "Quote: There are truth to all rumors. There's some truth, some yeah. truth to all rumors." I mean, Kirk well, Cousins to me, he has lost that locker room because mm-hmm. you're getting paid that much money and you can't produce. And these guys are like, man, we thought we were one quarterback away because yeah. there are studs all over that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, they got a good defense. Kyle Rudolph's a solid tight end. They got weapons. No, the, the offensively, the weapons. Why they got, they have one of the best offenses yeah. in the division. And I'm kind of eating it because last week I said I would trust Kirk Cousins over Mitch Trubisky on the podcast. I, I, watching that, it's like, oof. yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean, know, man. How do, you, how do you think Mitch Trubisky would do against the Bears defense, though? Well, that is true. Not great, but that yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you you substitute. I don't know who. who you part put, of this you little, put a Matt Stafford in there. Oh, they would win that division. In there, if you put Russell Wilson, they'd be a team. they'd be a Super Bowl favorite by Easily. far. Easily, they got a they got a good defense. They got weapons like and then. No, Kirk, I agree, but see, that's the one thing. It's like the Broncos bad, terrible luck with quarterbacks. But I'm, at least we didn't sign Kirk Cousins for eighty mil because he does not look good, and it's not even prime time anymore. No, it's well, like what did they expect though? Because he wasn't that good with the Redskins. Like he was he a like solid one, he quarterback. Had, like, he had one pretty good year. All you need to know though is when they came out. Week one, and he only threw it ten times. That shows we do not trust him as a quarterback. In today's NFL, to throw it ten times, and what the only saying is like, hey, you can't, you're not going to rush for like 200 yards every game. You got to throw the ball downfield sometimes, yeah. as you were alluding to, and he can't do that. And yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. To be fair to him, that defense for the Bears looked fantastic. They, they looked um, he had very little time to throw. Yeah, that it was primarily the backups in there too. Um, yeah. Moving on to the Bears, Trubisky got hurt. Chase yes. Daniels came in. I think Chase Daniels, he looked pretty good out there. The, yeah. They were moving a lot better than they have with Trubisky all year. And now I say this, the caution, I'm not saying, I think, long-term Super Bowl plans. You, Trubisky, you, you want Trubisky under center yeah, over Chase Daniel. However, there are some benefits to having Chase Daniel there because he, he knows the offense really well. He's been in the system a long time. He's kind of like a second coach because he's been standing next to Nagy almost every game. And Nagy even said, like, the offense is limited in what we can do with Trubisky out there. I cannot install my full offense with him. Yeah. Chase Daniel can, and they, they were moving the ball pretty good. Yeah, and I think the Bears, I mean, you kind of saw it with the, the Broncos game. You saw it with the Vikings game where it's like, all right, guys, offense, let's put up 20-ish points, give or take. Uh, defense, be unstoppable. Don't turn the ball over. Don't force anything. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's what Chase Daniel can do. It's like, hey, like just don't throw picks. Yeah. Don't fumble it. 
don't do anything unnecessary. Just run the offense. We have enough weapons around. I mean, the, the Bears are they, – some David Montgomery is pretty good running back. Uh, they have good receiver. Allen Robinson is a fantastic receiver. Wish he could get you know more spotlight uh, with this quarterback situation. But I, I think I think they have enough that where it's like yeah you know like I mean you saw it with the Vikings where they put up six, 16 points last game yeah six six so the Bears six. oh sixteen yeah. to six yeah yeah they put up sixteen and then defense. Handle it for us, yeah. You know, and I think Chase sure. Daniels can do that. Oh, he um, definitely managed the yeah. game until. I, it might be one of these things where, like, he's playing well. Like, hey, Trubisky, you can uh, take another week off to yeah, make sure exactly. you're 100 <laughs> percent healed. Well, yeah. let's make sure you're 110 percent healed. Yeah, um, which very well could happen. But I would remind Bears fans, there's a reason this guy's only started. He, he started less than 10 games in his NFL career. I think he's. Yeah, three, four. I think it's six. It was. I don't have the total number, but it is under ten. And there's a reason for that. And he's been in the NFL eleven years, so there's a reason he hasn't yeah. started games. That's the thing where it's like, I I give Mr. Whiskey a lot of flack on this podcast, but like if 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 you're like, okay, we're down by ten with eight minutes left in the game, I want Trubisky in there, you right. know, not Chase Daniels. Another team that's kind <coughs> of similar to the Bears with a good defense and a quarterback problem that got injured uh, is the Buffalo Bills, and they played the Patriots. Both teams are undefeated. Ah, that was Patriots sad. remained undefeated, and they will remain undefeated this week playing the Redskins. Um, but that game was interesting, and I give the Bills a lot of credit. That defense kept them in there. Brady did not look particularly good. He the only touchdown score not... was special teams touchdown. Yes, the block punt. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Brady. I don't know. He every once in a while has these games where he kind of stinks it up, and of course, like. No one's going to say anything about it because he's Tom Brady, but then he'll just kick the crap out of the Redskins. People don't continue with this goat talk and everything like that. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, the Redskins, man. They put in Dwayne Haskins halfway through the game. And he looked not look he good. He did not look good. And now heading into the next week, they Gruden said, I, don't I still don't have a plan with the quarterback thing yet. Do you throw Haskins he's out fired, there? fired, dude. He's getting it yeah. fired. Honestly, I put a lot of this, though, on the owner. Yeah, um, that's fair. Because there's only so much Gruden can do. Yeah, The team's not that good. You don't have a particularly good situation. Yeah. The, the Schneider and that ownership group, it's, yeah. not, it's that, not pretty. And I'm like, if you watch the Broncos, because I watched the Broncos with Case Keenum as a starting quarterback, and that, that season kind of put the nail in, in in the coffin where it's like Case Keenum is not a starting quarterback. And I get it. They, they, they didn't sign him for much. I believe it was actually a trade for like a six-round yeah. pick. Yeah. So, like, I get it, but, like, man, Case Keenum, he's not good, man. Right. And I they, they shouldn't have been surprised. We'll do a couple rapid-fire ones here. Packers playing the Cowboys. And the Packers came off a loss against the Eagles where – that was a quarterbacking clinic for both teams. The Eagles yes. had to win that game. Fantastic Thursday night game. Cowboys awesome. also coming off a loss on Sunday night. The both teams played in prime time, and they lost yeah. to the Saints. And again, it was very similar to last year's um, Cowboys-Saints game. The Saints defense prevailed, ended up winning 12-10 to on that one. So that should be an excellent game. Quick thoughts on that one. Who's um, I'm going to go, I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers. Receivers catch the ball uh, on that pick. Yeah, he's the hero. They inexplicably, though, went for it on four. They, yes. they were either in, in yes. the... First and goal, and they threw it four times. So yeah, that was I don't that's know. fair. Um, I will say real quick, Carson Wentz. That was his win. That was that I was think that was a marquee year. win for him. Uh, but the Cowboys, I want to see what their defense can do against Aaron Rodgers. I need to see, and I also want to see they played a lot of bad Dak, teams. Yeah. yeah, if Dak Prescott can not rely on the running game, and if he can 
ball out and go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers, this would be a big game for him. I, I agree, and this is the game that gets you paid. Um, exactly. For sure. You want that extension? We got, all right, then we got Eagles are playing the Jets, so they're going to win that game. <laughs> Daniel Jones, he got a nice win uh, last week. Didn't play great, but uh, they're playing the Vikings. I the Vikings winning that one because they came back an emotional loss, but it's going to be close. Daniel I mean, Jones they, is going to keep close. If they lose to the Giants, oh my goodness, that locker room's going to implode. Kirk Cousins is going to get beat up. Oh, he will. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be over if they somehow lose that one. Uh, I will say the Giants for the first time, though, are interesting. They yes. made a change. They're interesting now. Bucks, Saints, Buccaneers won a shootout, scoring the most points in franchise history that was, that was against a the Rams. Crazy game. And it was a crazy game. 55 to 40 was the final score. What's Jared Goff on? looked like rookie Jared Goff, turned it over a bunch of times. They now play the Saints. That one will be interesting. I actually have the Bucks winning that one. I can see it happening. They're going to ride the momentum. As much as Jameis Winston is stinks, in my think. opinion. They got Nadamika too. Gerald McCoy. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. That, that defense right, is real. Dude. Cardinals, Bengals. Cardinals are going to win. <laughs> Ravens, Steelers. This will be interesting. Now, the Steelers came with their first stinks, win. Though. Mason Rudolph. His stat line looked good, but I agree. Yes. He looked very limited. The throws he did not he throw the ball make, downfield. It was like, oh my they goodness. clearly did not trust him. And he had two touchdowns, no picks, but that's because he barely threw the ball down ten. Yep. And the one that he the one deep ball he did throw for a touchdown, the guy was wide open. Yeah. I could have hit that throw. Yeah. So that will be interesting. I, I hope, think the Ravens, I think the Ravens will smack him around. Um final two games here we want to go over. Uh Colts and Chiefs. Chiefs played a great game against yes. the Lions. The Lions, Lions should have won. They fumbled away that game. They should have won. That's Mahomes definitely. had to uh, they were winning. Late in the fourth quarter, minute left, yeah. and the Chiefs marched on field with Mahomes. Didn't throw a touchdown pass, breaking his streak at two touchdown passes. He tied uh, Peyton Manning, couldn't break the record. Um, Peyton Manning's the GOAT. And that's what just goes to show a testament to Patrick Mahomes. That's considered a bad game for him, and he led a fourth quarter drive, and they yeah, won like the game. 340 yeah, yards, no picks. Like that, like. Um, the Lions do look legit, though. They got a bye this week. Chiefs playing the uh, Colts. Colts and also coming to cough against a tough loss against the Raiders, who will be playing the Bears in London. Hot, so. We're going hot take here. It's going to be 14, 14 and a half. It's going to finish up 40 to 14, Chiefs. Really? Yeah, I think I think the Colts will hang around, and the Patrick Mahomes is going to light them up. I don't think that's a bad prediction. Yeah. Not at all. Last game, and we talked about this is the first game I actually mentioned, uh, Browns 49ers. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. This is an interesting – It. these it's are two close. teams where I want to I want to think they're good. But I don't know if I can think they're good just yet. You know, well, that's Browns, a perfect description. They, they did beat the Ravens, so I'll give that. But Jimmy G, Baker, I don't know, guys. Right, 49ers coming off a bye, and they have better coaching. You know, I'm going to switch that. I'm going 49ers winning this one, but it's going to be close. I'm going to go 49ers winning. 49ers winning too. Off, off the bye week, I like um, Shanahan. I think he's a good coach. Finally, yeah. to close it out, yeah. we got a soccer. Soccer in 60. Champions League is back, baby. And we had, boy, oh boy, did we have some storylines. First off, Messi's back. They beat Barcelona beat Inter Milan 2-1. Look at the highlights of that game because there's some really good goals. Messi came on. He's been injured. Uh, he came back. So that was pretty cool. Real Madrid drew to Club Bruges. Whoever, Who? whoever those guys are, Who? Real Madrid stinks. They stink. They got they got their they got some good signings, but they stink. They still stink. And then. The game of all games. I'm currently wearing my Bayern Munich jersey because they smacked Tottenham around. They I I don't even know they reincarnated Tottenham. They beat them seven to two. Holy! They slapped them around. They that is two, a slapping. They were saying soccer terms. Yeah, they scored in the 83rd, 87th, and 88th minute to make it five to two, six to two, seven to two, and it was crazy because so 
Christian Erickson, playmaker for the Spurs, almost left the summer. He said he wanted a new challenge, whether that was a different team, or that was, you know, changing around with his own current team. Um, he stayed, and he had to deny because Jan Vertonghen, a defender, allegedly speaking, slept with Christian Erickson's girlfriend slash wife. Uh-oh. And then Christian Erickson punched him in the face, and they had to deny it all. So this... And this is one of those games, it's kind of, it was reminiscent a little bit, not quite because it wasn't like one action, it was just a beatdown of like the Damian Lord shot for the Thunder, yeah. where it's like you take an L so bad that like things are going to change, coaching is going to be under yeah. scrutiny, the players are not happy, and I will say, if you want to hear a cool story, we'll end with this, we'll end with this. Serge Nabry, he scored four goals against Tottenham. He scored four goals, that's very good. Uh, back... I believe it was three years ago. He was for he's playing for Arsenal, and they loaned him out to West Brom. West Brom stinks. I don't believe they're. I don't. I can't remember if they got relegated, but they're they're not a good they're team. They're playing at all. with Crawley Town, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Crawley Town's in like Division Three, this I'm something not. like that. And he was on them for he was on that for half a season, and he played twelve total minutes. And the coach of West Brom said he comes here expecting to get playing time because he loaned me from Arsenal. But he's not good enough to play in the Premier League. And then Arsenal sold him for $5 million. He bounced around. Bayern Munich eventually picked him up, loaned him out, brought him back. He's now a starter. And the guy, Serge Gnabry, who said he wasn't Premier League level, just went up to Tottenham, in Tottenham, and put up four Gs starting for Bayern Munich. So you ever think you're not adequate or you're not doing a good enough job, just maybe wait three years and you'll score four goals against Tottenham. That's there really our theory it. with this podcast. You know, yeah. Inadequate right now, but give it three years and, you <laughs> and know, we'll be in picks too. us yeah, up. Exactly. exactly. Well, Thanks that's your feel-good story of the day. Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, you know, when we are college intramural players, one of these days, California will pass a bill that we can get paid to because we're just that good at intramurals. That's right. Thanks for listening. Go Broncos. Go Bears. Don't watch the Broncos because they're going to lose. Uh, <laughs> you might see a field-goal game, though. That'll be close. Yeah. Well... Okay, Watch Marshall snap after the snap yeah. story after the game if you don't follow him because it's funny. usually pretty funny. Yeah. with all the heartbreak. I thought the Bears, the one against the Bears was great because <laughs> they just won the game and then they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory oh, somehow. Terrible. All, right. all right. Good night. Good day. Good day. Good night. Good morning. Adios. Thanks for listening.